Steve Bannon sentenced to four months in federal prison. We're going to break down everything that happened today at the courtroom and my conversation with Steve Bannon last night. But I want to tell you something else. I promise you, Steve Bannon will be in Phoenix, Arizona, December 17th to the 20th at America Fest. Steve will be there. You will be there. I will be there. My family will be there. And we will be cheering his on because we have his back. We have your six, Steve. We always will. Get your tickets now, amfest.com, promo code POSO. You'll get the 25% off. Make sure you're there that day. You need to be. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is October 21st, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's top headline, of course, Steve Bannon, sentenced to 120 days in federal prison for defying the January 6th committee. However, he's been released pending appeal. Next, Twitter has tumbled after the United States government, the Biden regime, is weighing security reviews for Elon Musk's deals. Third, global housing market pain has echoes of a crash 30 years ago. And finally, after the UK market blowout, American officials are asking, could it happen here? Yes, it could. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. I respect uh, the judge. The sentence he came down with today is his decision. I fully respect I've been totally respectful of this entire process uh, on the legal side. More than any person in the Trump administration, I testified before the Mueller Commission for more hours. I testified in front of uh, Chair Schiff in the House Intelligence Committee more than any other person in the Trump administration. I, attest, I testified in front of the Senate intelligence, I think more than any, all about the issues related uh, to, uh, to Russiagate, to all of that, okay? The same process every time. I had lawyers that were engaged, they worked through the issues of privilege, and at that time I went and testified. And, I, and, and this thing about uh, I'm above the law is an absolute and total lie. So we've got the verdict in, we've got the sentence in. Guilty on two counts, Steve Bannon, the war room. Told you yesterday, be ready for this. Now it's come down. A four-month sentence, federal prison for Stephen K. Bannon, the host of the war room, the chairman of the Trump 2016 campaign, CEO, I should say, the Trump 2016 campaign, the founder of the war room posse, founder and leader. Steve, we got your back. So this morning, when we didn't know exactly what was going to go on because we weren't sure what the timing was going to be of this. And Steve didn't know. I talked to Steve last night and I said, Steve, look, if you need me, I'll be available for the war room. I can come in. I can come down and do it in studio. I can do it for my studio, whatever you want, however you want to set up the show, you set up the show. He said to me, Poso, I don't even want you to talk about the trial. I don't even want you to get into it. Why? Because the show goes on. This, it's, it's like he's like it's like in the military. When one guy goes down, the other guy picks up the rifle and keeps going. You just got to keep going. You got to keep marching forward. No surrender. No step back. And I said, all right. 
And that's what we did. And then believe it or not, because here's what happened. He gets the 120-day sentence, but then the judge releases him pending appeal. So he gets released pending appeal, which means he doesn't have to serve a single day of his sentence until all his appeals are resolved, which could take months, which could take years. And by the way, this is something which I've been saying all along, which is clearly a constitutional issue. Why do I say it's a constitutional issue? I'll tell you why. Because it's executive privilege. He claimed executive privilege when he went up. He said, I had a private conversation with the president of the United States. That covers executive privilege. Justice Department said no. The court said, well, you know, under current law, we haven't seen that before. But Steve says, I'm going to appeal this. And you know what has final, who has final say on all of that? The United States Supreme Court. So this will go all the way up to the United States Supreme Court. Why? Because it's a constitutional issue, obviously. It's a direct constitutional issue because President Trump was acting in his capacity as the currently serving president, regardless of what the employment status of Steve Bannon was at the time, and the January 6th committee, who just subpoenaed Trump, by the way, because why not? Middle of an election. That's the legislative branch. So you've got a separation of powers issue. This is where the entire concept of executive privilege comes from. Because right, if you throw away executive privilege, then obviously every time you're in a situation where the other party controls the legislative branch, they're just gonna be subpoenaing every advisor, every person that the president talks to all day long. And at some point he's not gonna be able to do his job. And if he's not able to do his job, then it's not a balanced check. It's checks and balances. So you're trying to balance the power, not subvert the power of the executive, which is obviously what the January 6th committee is trying to do. They're trying to strip the executive away from power so they can abrogate it to their special interests, to their advisors, to their experts, to academia, to the deep state, the administrative state, like they've done with everything else. Congress doesn't actually act anymore. Congress doesn't do anything. We'll see what happens after November. But I wanna get everybody's head right. Stephen K. Bannon will be home. But if these appeals don't go well, that's a four month prison sentence. And you need to understand what that is. Put that in your craw and chew it. Embrace the suck. But I will tell you this, Steve Bannon will be at America Fest this December. He will be there, Phoenix, Arizona, amfest.com, promo code POSO. He will be on stage and we will be there to give him a standing ovation, one that he deserves. I'll see you there. So it's Friday here at Human Events Daily, and Friday means that it's Good Ranchers Day. Yes, we are talking Good Ranchers. We want to make sure that you know the problem with the meat in these stores. It's 85% grass-fed beef, and that is imported. But you're paying a premium for the low-quality foreign meat. No, no, no. You don't want that. Look, I was just talking to Producer Angela, and Producer Angela says, Jack, I'm going for those Wagyu burgers. I'm going in for an entire case. And I said, well, Angelo, if you're going to do that, make sure, make sure you go into goodranchers.com slash POSO. Why? You get the 30 bucks off and you get the free express shipping. These are high quality burgers, folks. We're talking U.S. We're talking free range. We're talking prime upper choice, right? It's delicious. But the fact that you're getting those premium Wagyu burgers specifically, 
packed full of absolute flavor. They were the first ones I ever had, uh, I guess about over a year now. Yeah, about over a year ago now at Turning Point USA when we had an event and and Good Ranchers catered it. And it was just all burgers. My kids loved them. My family loved them. My parents loved them. My wife, Tanya Tay, was like, give me more of those burgers. I said, no, there's more for me. And it turned out there was enough for everybody. But because <laughs> when Charlie throws a party, Charlie throws a party. I'm telling you, you specifically have got to try Just put it in order. Try the Wagyu burgers. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash POSO, free shipping, and prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. See for yourself. You are going to absolutely love these things. Make sure you remember, Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. GoodRanchers.com slash POSO. We're going to put it in the description. In in my view, uh, Twitter should... um match the laws of the, of the country of, and, and, and really, you know, that, that, there's an obligation to, to do that. Um, uh, but going beyond, going beyond that um, and having it be unclear who's making what changes to, who, to, to where, uh, having tweets sort of mysteriously be promoted and demoted with no insight into what's going on, uh, having a black box algorithm uh, promote some things and other, not, not other things, I think this can be quite dangerous. So, so, so the idea of opening the algorithm is, is a huge deal, and I think many yeah. people would, would welcome that, of, of understanding exactly how it's making the decision. And, and crit- critique it. And critique like, it. Like, like, I mean, Improve what, it. What I mean is, like, like I think like the, the code should be on GitHub, you know? So, then, uh, and, and so people can look through it and say, like, uh, I see a problem here. I don't, I don't agree with this. Um, they can highlight issues, right. um, suggest changes. So we're seeing the new news today, the new headlines that we warned you about were coming for months now. I told you the very moment that Elon was talking about buying Twitter, I said the regime is going to come after him in ways that you can't imagine. I interviewed Darren Beatty on this, and we talked about the pain box. Remember the pain box from the movie Dune? You put your hand in, you see how long you can withstand the pain? So they're going to put Elon in the pain box. And obviously, what are they going to target? They're going to target his companies, his other companies. The fact that Elon Musk's exposure to the regime is actually very high. Because if you look at his two companies, Tesla received subsidies, right? Received breaks, at least tax breaks and credits from the government because it's green cars. Then his other companies, what? SpaceX. SpaceX effectively only works because the US government under Obama handed the keys of NASA over to Elon Musk. He's been very successful, but with the Starlink program, what's going on now? Because he's made comments recently, vis-a-vis Starlink, where he said, I don't know if I want to use Starlink or want have to have Starlink be used in order to start World War III. So he doesn't want Starlink to get into World War III, so what does it mean? What it means, what it means, Jill, is that they're coming after him. They're going to come after him hard. So look at this from Bloomberg, just pulling it up. Biden administration officials are discussing whether the United States should subject some of Elon Musk's ventures to national security reviews, including the deal for Twitter, Inc. and SpaceX's Starlink uh, satellite network, according to people familiar with the matter. Twitter shares fell as much as 16% in pre-trading in New York. They've grown uncomfortable as Elon Musk's recent threat to stop supplying Starlink service to Ukraine, which has cost him, by the way, $80 million so far, 
And because of tweets he's, po- he's posted, basically saying that he doesn't want Starlink to be used to get into World War III. All right, here we go, Mr. Musk. The question is yours. The ball is in your court. Are you going to do what it takes? Are you going to do what it takes to stand up to this regime? Because if Elon Musk does it, the regime is going to collapse. The regime is absolutely going to fall. Because the problem is the regime needs Elon Musk as much as he needs the regime as much as he needs the government to be able to continue using SpaceX, continue Starlink, et cetera, et cetera. Now, by the way, the pretense for all of this, so CFIUS, what is CFIUS? The Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. So a national security review goes in to see for under CFIUS, this is usually something for like infrastructure, port deals. Um, The Dubai ports deal was a huge one under Dubai. Uranium One, when uh, Uranium One was sold to, uh, to the Russians, this, of course, was under CFIUS. Hillary Clinton's State Department, their vote on it was of like was, of course, a yes. State Department runs CFIUS. They're sort of the main ones on the team. But what's the precedent here? What's the pretext? The pretext is that because there's foreign investment in the Twitter deal, that perhaps that could affect his and have influence over Starlink. It's a joke. It's ridiculous. And they're saying because he is using some uh, Saudi financing. The Saudis were already invested in Twitter. If you want to talk about foreign investment, let's talk about TikTok. Let's talk about Google. Let's talk about all the insanity that's being funded here in the United States by our foreign adversaries. But they won't do that. Who are they going to target? They're going to target Elon Musk. And why? Because Elon Musk is taking the first steps towards crumbling the regime. And in doing so, unleash the power of the freedom of speech of the American people. Here's what's actually driving some of this economic anxiety among voters. There's real reasons for it. Concerns about a potential collapse in the housing market. New data out today shows that sales of existing homes are at their slowest pace in a decade. And mortgage rates are spiking as the Fed raises rates. And they're spiking at a pace we haven't seen in more than a generation. Construction, by the way, in new homes falling much faster than expected. Those economic concerns mean political peril for the party in power. So you got to understand what's going on here that we're seeing across the country. We're seeing the UK as well. We're going to talk about that a little bit in the next segment. The housing market is grinding to an absolute halt. It's crashing right now. Home prices are down across the board. The bubble is cooling off again. Why? What was going on? Remember, we talked about this time and time again from the start. BlackRock, Blackstone, the insane amounts of money, the trillions that were being pumped into these companies, into these money market uh, management firms, that was then handed over and turned over into the purchase of real estate corporations, which then were buying up housing, they were buying up tract housing, they were buying up developments, because they wanted Wall Street to become your landlord. And this was this inflation was driving up, was driving up housing prices across the entire country. Why did they do this? Because before 2008, it was the subprime housing market crisis. So in 2008, here's how it worked. The government said to banks, you have to give that person a house because that person deserves to have their own house. That person, regardless of what their credit score is, regardless of what their income is, Everyone deserves a house. So the banks were giving the loans at bayonet point. But then the banks realized, wait a minute. 
we can bundle the, these bad loans together and then we can sell them off. And we can sell them off to other banks. We can shift it around. We can give it to Fannie Mae, we can give it to Freddie Mac. And at the end of the day, all of this is gonna be backstopped by the US government because we know we'll get bailouts. We'll be able to be okay with this. And so that's what happened. You saw Lehman Brothers go down. You saw a few banks go down. You saw AIG essentially get restructured. But a lot of these banks really didn't take a hit from any of this. You know who did? The US taxpayer. And how did they get out of it? They decided that they were gonna move in and they were going to be the ones that now controlled the housing market. Because they looked at the housing market and they said, okay, we wanna have a situation where everyone's still able to get a home. Because again, we have these secular religions in the United States and this is one of them. Then they said, but the problem is that these people are too irresponsible to own their own home. So what are we gonna do? Ah, I see now, we're going to have Wall Street be the new landlord. So we're gonna turn this country into a country of renters. That's what they've wanted from the absolute start. There's a name for this. It's called the Great Reset. It's what BlackRock's been doing. It's what Blackstone's been doing. That's the operations arm of the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve prints the money. The money gets sent out. They know you can't, they know they can't pay it back. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, because it's print more, okay? They're doing great. They flood the market. The prices go up like crazy, but then all of a sudden, oh, what just happened? Interest rates went up. So now, guess what? All those loans that you thought you were good on, now that's going to come down. That, that slows down the buying. Slows down the buying. What happens to prices? Prices tank because they know these massive companies aren't going to be around anymore. And it's the same deal for home buyers. So home buyers going out, but that also means that everybody else who is a homeowner, all that equity that you thought you had in your home, Maybe you even borrowed against that. I really hope you didn't, but maybe some people borrowed against that equity to finance things like extensions or projects at their home or other lines of credit. That equity has gone. It's wiped out, poof, overnight. It's happening again, folks. It's happening again. And if you don't think that's going to have political ramifications, social ramifications, cultural ramifications, you have not been paying attention. The fiscal mismanagement, and we're going to talk about this, of the UK is coming back. It's gonna hit here and it's gonna hit bad because they don't want you to own anything. And that's exactly the situation that they've set up for themselves. Families and businesses were worried about how to pay their bills. Putin's illegal war in Ukraine threatens the security of our whole continent. And our country has been held back for too long by low economic growth. I was elected by the Conservative Party with a mandate to change this. We delivered on energy bills and on cutting national insurance. And we set out a vision for a low-tax, high-growth economy that would take advantage of the freedoms of Brexit. I recognise, though, given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. So the UK. The question is, can all this happen here? Can all of this come before the United States and the American people? So let's go on this. What happened? 
The problem was it was a market meltdown because they tried zombie Reaganomics in the UK. They tried cutting taxes for the 1% while continuing massive welfare spending, massive government spending, continuing printing, didn't raise interest rates. This triggered a huge market meltdown for the UK. Well, if you just listened to the last segment, boys and girls, let me tell you something. It can definitely happen here. So let's go through the list of what the UK is involved in that gave, brought them to economic ruin this week. And as you saw, collapsed the government of Liz Trust. That's two, two governments, two British governments that have collapsed in just the past six months. Understand. Understand what part of the movie you're in. You can't keep spending like crazy and expect to never have to pay the bill. You can't have endless wars, open borders, mass immigration, huge, uh, generous welfare spending, generous corporate welfare, tax breaks all over the place. No, at some point, at some point, the unfunded liabilities do actually become liabilities. At some point, the bill has to be paid because if you don't, and if you go insolvent, if your debt becomes too much or, or even higher than your GDP, right? It's just math. If your public debt becomes higher than GDP, your entire country is underwater. You're gonna get downgraded. Nobody's gonna be buying your debt anymore. Nobody's gonna be servicing it. Nobody's gonna wanna do business with you. You have no leverage. You have nothing. Now, I was talking about the UK, but every single one of those line items that I just stated can all be applied to the United States. Look, there's a lot that Ron Paul was right about, a lot. And this is one of them. You cannot keep spending yourselves into oblivion because if you do, that's exactly where you're gonna end up. That's exactly where the UK ended up. That's exactly where the United States is going to end up unless we stop this immediately. You need to shut off the money printer, this ridiculous idea, modern monetary theory. No, absolutely not. You need to stop this. And until then, by the way, until then, look, you know, no investment advice, but get your money out of cash and the stock market doesn't even look like a safe place right now either. You know, we, we do the gold advertisements on here, but you really need to be looking at things like that, tangible assets, things that you and your family need to focus on to weather this storm. And that's all the time we have for Human Events Daily. Look, folks, I'm, I'm even going to dispense with it. Steve Bannon's going to be okay, but we need to fight back. They're going to do this to each and every one of us if we don't stop. So yes, be good, be brief, be gone. Yes, share this out. Yes, leave us your five-star review. But what happened today was atrocious. It was egregious. And it will happen again. It will continue to happen unless we do the hard work. So of course, our first story today was Bannon being sentenced 120 days, but released pending appeal. This will go to the Supreme Court next. Twitter tumbling after the Biden regime is planning security reviews for Elon Musk's deals. Third, the global housing market pains have echoes of a crash 30 years ago. And finally, after the UK market blowout, the collapse of the government there, US officials are asking, can it happen here? Guess what? Yes, it absolutely can. I want to remind you guys that finally, 
Today, Border Battle Episode 5 is dropping on Salem now, so go to Salem now. I'm going to go pretty much right after the program here, sign in to make sure that I can watch Episode 5. But I'll tell you something right now. Today's history break is the fact that today is the one-year anniversary of Alec Baldwin shooting and killing Helena Hutchins. And they are actually talking about making that movie, finishing that movie, continuing to film it, releasing it. What scum, what absolute scumbags. Have you no humanity? The fact that it's been one year, where's justice? Steve Bannon gets four months. Alec Baldwin's been a free man for a year after he shot and killed a female staffer. What a country. What an absolute country that we have. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.